Welcome to Jesus and Coffee with Pastor Tom, where we have a little bit of coffee and a whole lot of Jesus. This morning we are still in Proverbs chapter 14, so let's say a prayer and get started. Father, we come before you now. Thank you for this morning. Be honored and glorified as we study your word. Teach us something new. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, so three verses. Let's look here. Verse 31, 32, and 33. And let's start reading at verse 31. It says, Whoever oppresses a poor man insults his maker, but he who is generous to the needy honors him. Okay, so Solomon, author here, uh, understands the importance of recognizing the poor, recognizing the needy. There's always going to be people in those positions. It's always going to happen. Now, when he says the poor man, he is actually talking about people who truly are poor and have needs, and it's not really so much of their own doing, okay? Now, as, as believers, and this verse says, we need to be generous and take care of the needy. We don't need to oppress the poor or ignore them. But there are also people who, who act as if they are poor when they are not. And so part of our job as Christians is to be wise. This book is about being wise. We need to be wise and examine those situations. But this verse is specifically referring to people who truly are, truly are poor and needy. Okay. Now, oppressing here, it's important that he points out the idea of oppressing the poor, not just ignoring them or being indifferent to them. But the oppressing here it generates the idea in us the, uh, of taking advantage of, okay, um, or, or abusing or, or, you know, our position of, the, of having more financially or, or being um, more physically capable and then taking advantage of someone. So when we think about it in that way, it doesn't always have to be what we would consider poor because our definition of poor can change depending on the culture that we are in. You know, some people might consider themselves poor in American culture, and we do have homeless people in the streets here who I would definitely say are poor, but even our poorest people in our nation still have better access to food and health and health care than people who are poor in certain other countries, okay? Um, so the, the definition of poor is subjective in many cases. Um, so this can really apply to anyone in a position that can be violated or taken advantage of. So think of young children. You know, we can view them as someone who is quote unquote poor in comparison to our wisdom and, and intellect because of adults being obviously more experienced and their brain being more developed can take advantage of children or someone taking advantage of the elderly, um, someone who is um, uh, physically incapable of even defending themselves. So we need to think about all of those ideas that poor can encompass. It's not just referring to people who have less finances than a certain other category of people, okay? You can be poor financially, you can be poor intellectually, you can be poor physically. So all of those things fall into this category of the poor man. All right, we need to understand that. So whoever oppresses the weak is another way to say it, I guess. The weak insults his maker. Okay, in other words, makers capitalized here. This is referring to God. 
the maker of all things. You insult those who are weak. You insult God when you oppress those who are weak. But the one who is generous to the weak, to the needy, honors God. And that's extremely important. One thing that's really interesting about this passage makes me think of is over in Job, which is considered the oldest book of the Bible. Job actually talks about um, serving those who are poor and serving the needy and even makes a statement that may his arms fall off if he does, if he does not serve and take care and be generous to those who are in need. That's literally, well, I'm paraphrasing, but that's essentially the point he's making in, when he says it in Proverbs um, chapter 31. So it's really interesting, that statement. Even Job understands the importance of, of being generous and taking care of those who are weak and cannot take care of themselves. And uh, so really important verse here for us to think about, uh, that poor is not just those who are, are financially weak, but we're talking about people weak in all regards, okay? Now, verse 32 says, The wicked is overthrown through his evil doing, but the righteous finds refuge in his death. Now, this statement here is kind of future thinking, all right? So the wicked is overthrown in his evil doing. In other words, one day we're all going to stand in judgment before God. And those who rejected God and embraced the world and worshiped the creation rather than the creator, they are the wicked. And they're going to be overthrown by their evil doing because one day they're going to face God and all of their evil doing that they embraced in, in rejecting God, they're going to end up in eternity separated from God. Whereas the righteous will find refuge in their death because even though we are those who seek after God, those are the righteous ones, okay? Not perfect people. We're not perfect. But righteous is referring to those who seek after God. And, and seek to love him with all their heart, okay? And value him above all things. That's the righteous. They may deal with trials and tribulations now here on earth, but one day they're going to be walking in glory where there's no more pain and no more suffering. So we will definitely, all of us, will find refuge in our death one day. That is absolutely true. Now, verse 33 says, Wisdom rests in the heart of a man of understanding, but it makes itself known even in the midst of fools. Now, this might seem contrary to what it's been talking about so far through Proverbs about how wisdom is, are those who seek after God and, and foolish people are those who reject God, okay? Well, let's explain this a little bit and, and try to understand it. Now, as, I've, as I just said, when we talk about wisdom in Proverbs here, what Solomon's referring to is um, wisdom of all kinds, he talks about all kinds of wisdom. Generally, the wisdom he's talking about is Proverbs 1-7, which is the fear of the Lord, loving God with all your heart, seeking him first, okay? And usually when he says a fool, when he uses the term fool, he's not talking about someone who is uneducated. He's not talking about someone who, who doesn't have a lot of knowledge about things or is not smart, okay? He's referring to people who reject God. You're a fool, if you reject God. Again, Proverbs 1, 7, the fool says in his heart that there is no God, right? Um, so that's what a fool is. In other words, you can be a very, very highly educated person. You can have an extremely high IQ. You can be very smart. You can be very good at lots of different things, but you can also be a fool at the same time because you reject God as Lord. That's the point here, okay? 
Wisdom rests in the hearts of a man of understanding. That is true, yes. When you, when you understand, that means you have wisdom and you know how to use the knowledge that you have, right? It makes itself known even in the midst of fools. So, foolish people can still have wisdom about certain things in the world. They can be very smart people. Okay, they can know a lot of things. They can be doctors. They can be lawyers. They can be scientists. But they can also be fools at the same time because they reject God. That's what he's saying here. There can even be wisdom there. Okay, to call someone a fool doesn't mean that they're just dumb and, and about everything. What it means is that they reject God's guidance. They reject true, genuine wisdom, the foundation of wisdom, which is to love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. They don't have the fear of the Lord. All right, so when we see it that way and we understand what he means by fool, this whole sentence right here makes a whole lot more sense. In other words, the warning here is don't mistake um, smart people, highly educated people, for genuine wisdom. Don't mistake them for that, okay? Make sure that... When you are following people and you highly respect people as a Christian, that you're doing it um, and you're seeing that they love God. That's what is most important, okay? Because you might be following a fool, even though they're very, very smart. And yes, you can learn from them from different aspects of reality in the world that we live in. But always remember what is most important. All right, thank you for joining me today. I hope maybe I highlighted something that taught you something new and uh, most importantly, that it points us all to God and to loving Him and to loving others, which we see the two greatest commandments through all three of these verses this morning. 31 is loving others and loving God. 32, 33 is about pointing us to God and knowing God and having a relationship with Him and putting Him first and loving Him. Thank you for joining me. Remember, seek first the kingdom of God. Have a wonderful and blessed day. I'll see you again tomorrow. Bye.